Hello, and welcome to Mama Rosalind's Place, a place where all are welcome. So come on in, sit back, relax, and stay for a while. Each week, I will share with you a different story or two. These are my interpretations of some of my favorite stories. I took a little break, but I'm back. Just in time for Black History Month, this story is based on true events. I hope that you enjoy Henry's Freedom Box, a true story from the Underground Railroad by Ellen Levine and Kadir Nelson. Henry Brown wasn't sure how old he was. Henry was a slave, and slaves were not allowed to know their birthdays. Henry and his brothers and sisters worked in the big house where their master lived. Henry's master had been good to him, or as good as a master could be. But Henry's mother knew things could change. Do you see those leaves blowing in the wind? They are torn from the trees like slave children are torn from their families. One morning, the master called for Henry and his mother. They climbed the wide staircase. The master lay in bed with only his head above the quilt. He was very ill. He beckoned them to come closer. Some slaves were freed by their owners. Henry's heart began to beat so very fast. Maybe the master would finally set him free. But instead, the master said, You are a good worker, Henry. I'm giving you to my son. Now you must obey him and never lie to him. Henry nodded, but he didn't say thank you, because that would have been a lie. Later that day, Henry watched a bird soar high above the trees. Free bird, happy bird, Henry thought. Henry said goodbye to his family. He looked across the field and saw the leaves swirling in the wind. Henry worked in his new master's factory. He was good at his job. Do not tear that tobacco leaf, the boss yelled at the new boy. He poked the boy with a stick. If you made a mistake, the boss would beat you. Henry was so lonely. One day he met Nancy, who was shopping for her mistress. They walked and talked and agreed to meet again. Henry felt like singing. The slaves didn't dare sing in the streets. Instead, he hummed to himself all the way home. Months later, Henry asked Nancy to be his wife. When both their masters agreed, Henry and Nancy were married. Soon there was a little baby, then another and another. Henry knew they were very lucky. No, they were very blessed. They lived together, even though they had different masters. But Nancy was worried. Her master had lost a great deal of money. I'm afraid he's going to sell our children, she said. Henry sat very still. And the next day at work, Henry worked hard all morning. 
as he tried to forget what Nancy had said. His friend James came into the factory and he whispered to Henry, your wife and children were just sold at the slave market. No, no, cried Henry. Henry couldn't move. He couldn't think. He couldn't work. Twist that tobacco. The boss poked at Henry. Henry twisted tobacco leaves as his heart twisted in his chest. At lunchtime, Henry rushed to the center of town. A large group of slaves were tied together, the owners shouting at them. Henry looked for his family. Then he heard a very faint, Father, Father! Henry watched his children disappear down the road. Oh no, where was Nancy? He saw her the same moment she saw him. When Henry wiped away his tears, Nancy too was gone. Henry no longer sang. He couldn't hum. He went to work and at night he ate supper and he went to bed. Henry tried to think of happy times, but all he could see were the carts carrying away everyone he loved. In his heart, Henry knew that he would never see his family again. Many weeks passed, and one morning, Henry heard singing. A little bird flew out of a tree into the open sky, and Henry thought about being free. But how? As he lifted a crate, he knew the answer. He asked James and Dr. Smith to help him. Dr. Swift was a white man who thought slavery was wrong. They met early the next day at an empty warehouse. Henry arrived with the box. I will mail myself to a place where there are no slaves, he said. James stared at the box, then at Henry. What if you cough and someone hears you? I will cover my mouth and hope and pray, said Henry. Dr. Smith wrote on the box, To William H. Johnson, Art Street, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Henry would be delivered to friends in Philadelphia. Then he printed on the crate in big letters, This side up, handle with care. Henry needed an excuse to stay home, or the worst boss would think he had run off. James pointed to Henry's sore finger, but Henry knew it wasn't bad enough. He opened a bottle of oil of vitriol. No, no, Henry, you can't do that said James. Henry poured it on his hand. It burned his skin to the bone. Now the boss would have to let him stay home. Dr. Smith bandaged Henry's hand. They arranged to meet the next morning at four o'clock. The sun was not yet up when Henry climbed into the box. I I'm ready, he said. James nailed down the lid. Dr. Smith and James drove to the station. The railway clerk tipped the box over and nailed a piece of paper on the bottom. Dr. Smith begged the clerks to be careful, but they didn't listen. 
They threw the box into the baggage car. Hours passed. Henry was lifted up and thrown again, upside down this time. He heard waves and splashes. This must be the steamboat heading to Washington, D.C. The trip was smooth, but Henry was still upside down. Blood rushed to his head. His face got hot. His eyes ached. He thought his head would burst, but he was afraid to, to move because someone might hear him. I'm tired of standing, someone said. Why don't we move this box and sit on it, said someone else. Henry held his breath. Could they be talking about his box? Henry was pushed. The box scraped the deck. Now he was on his right side. Oh, uh, no, now he's on his left side. But suddenly, he was right side up. What do you think is in here, said the first man. Male, I guess, said the other. Henry thought, I am male, but not the kind they're imagining. Henry was carried off the steamboat and placed in a railroad car. This time, heads up, he fell asleep to the rattling sound of the train wheels. He awoke to loud knocking. Henry, Henry, are you all right in there? I'm all right, he answered. The cover was pried open. Henry stretched his arms and he stood up and four men were smiling at him. And they all said, welcome to Philadelphia. At last, Henry had a birthday, March 30th, 1849, his first day of freedom. And from that day on, he also had a middle name. Everyone called him Henry Box Brown. The end. Well, my friends, I hope that you enjoyed our visit today and that you'll join us again next week for another story or two. Today, I would like to leave you with this. Make yourself your own competition and each day strive to be better than yesterday. As always, my friends, until next time, be blessed.